This week, coronavirus camping restrictions are lifting quickly, but navigating the different rules in each state and municipality can be tricky. We help you wade through the latest info. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they design products that make it easier to take longer walks, have deeper talks, and never worry about the weather. Discover clothing, outerwear, footwear, and gear made for every type of adventure, with the outside built right in. Because on the inside, we are all outsiders. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Welcome to episode 143 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are here. Guess where? <laughs> we are here. <laughs> In the same right campground. Here. We've been in for what? Eight <laughs> Almost weeks now? eight weeks. We arrived on March eighth, <laughs> I believe, and uh, we're coming up on uh, May eighth here. And I, you know, actually, I don't know what day it is. I have no idea. <laughs> we're, we're I'm <laughs> no idea. We're in the middle of Arizona. Uh, it's not as hot here as it is in places like Phoenix and Tucson, but it's getting hot here. It's getting hot in her. Um, our neighbors said it was 103 the other day yeah. in Phoenix. Uh, that was on the day, though, that it was 98 here. So it's not that big of it. I mean, I feel like once you hit you keep, 95. You keep wanting to make it sound like it, <laughs> that once, it is the same wherever we are. Once you hit in 95, <laughs> heat just becomes Heat. I don't. Okay? I, don't I don't agree care. with that. I don't. I, I, know you don't. I do not agree with that. <laughs> it, it is eighty-five here right now. Okay. In the shade. I'm, as I have to pull this up. <laughs> and in in the shade in Tucson, Arizona, it is ninety. It's five degree difference. That's fine. I think you missed what I said, though. I said once you hit ninety-five, heat is heat. Well, neither we haven't so hit ninety-five. So we haven't hit ninety-five yet. So <laughs> we're, we're all good. But that's fine. I mean, this is a classic Jason and Happy conversation in which both of us have points that are very valid, but you really like to keep it going until I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> it's going to continue to get hotter, and we're uh, we're trying to figure out what to do about that. We'll get to that a little bit more yeah. later in the show. Yep. Uh, but first, we're going to do a bit of an update on uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 travel restrictions as they are right now. States and municipalities across the country are beginning to either relax restrictions or make plans to relax restrictions, um, put in phased plans where things change uh, at different dates over the next few months. We're not going to get into all the details of what's going on right now because it'll all be wrong by the time you listen into this. Everything yes. keeps changing. <laughs> but as these restrictions open up, there are quite a few challenges out there for people who are trying to uh, figure out of if they want to go on a vacation, if they want to go camping, uh, and if, if they, they want to travel, if they can. 
Some um, people, you know, if they can even get their RVs, if they can get, you know, some people right. are waiting for deliveries still. And so, you know, one of the things that I appreciate the most about all this, because like you said, that information just keeps changing every day. Is so thank you to all those people in the RV Miles Facebook group who keep sharing what's going on in their state. Yeah. That's been really, really helpful, not only from an informational standpoint, but also just from a full-timer standpoint, because it kind of helps us figure out once we do start moving again, how we can move and, and where. A lot of states have already opened their state parks for day use. Um, a few have opened them for camping. Most state parks are looking to June and July for opening up camping. That does seem to be the popular couple of months to sort of settle in on. Everyone's really focused on June, it seems like. Yeah, and again, it's a, a phase thing. So it might you might not be able to camp in a certain area unless you're from that state. Um, you might not be able to make reservations, but if you already have reservations, you might be able to use them. Lots of different things going on in lots of different places across the country. It, it, the biggest concern for us, though, is travel. The challenge there is the fact that many states are still continuing to have a 14-day quarantine rule in effect. Now, we got some more clarification over what that that means in different states because a lot of people are confused and they feel like quarantine just means the same thing as shelter in place. It does not. Um, so if you want to travel from one state to another and that state has a 14-day quarantine rule, what that means is you can't do anything for 14 days. You stay inside. Like you can walk outside of your house or your RV, I suppose, if you're your in a campsite. You cannot go to grocery stores. You cannot go to gas stations. You cannot do any of that stuff if you travel to one of these states. So people, they don't want you interacting with anything in their state. They don't want you coming to the, their state. Yeah. The whole the whole purpose of these 14-day quarantines is so that you don't travel into these states. It's a it's a deterrent because they, this is about as close to banning travel as they can get because they can't legally exactly. forbid you from coming to their state. So this is about as close to it. They just making it real miserable. Exactly. So you're not going to get to Yellowstone unless Montana and Wyoming lift their their 14 day uh, quarantine restrictions. It's just not going to happen. So those things are going to go away at some point. But there is there are just lots of things like that. Now, of course, it's on your honor. Um, you know, you could get caught and get fined and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I suppose it just depends on your honor. Yeah, I guess it depends <laughs> on what your honor level is. Also, like what your thoughts are yeah. on all this, because we all know that not all of us have the same school of thought and what works for Jason. And I may not be working for what, you know, you as a listener yeah. feel at the moment. And hey, you know, that's the beauty of freedom in this country. Uh, but I certainly have no interest in going somewhere right no. now where they no, don't so want me. Right now, I mean, the, 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 right now the, the federal government, the White House is still saying unnecessary travel shouldn't be taking place. All these states are not are having these restrictions still, and they're slowly beginning to open it up and figure it out for their residents. So we have no interest in moving right now. No. Right. And um, I, and I think anybody that wants to sort of get out and camp right now should be looking to do that in their local area, wherever they are. Even if you're a full timer, you know, if you need to move, move near where you are, move in the same state. Hashtag um, camp local. Exactly. You know, and this is a lot like I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves because we're going to be talking a yeah. lot of I statements, right. us statements in the next segment. But, you know, I think it's really important that you do. You camp local. 
But a lot of people are trying to plan for the future, though. Mm-hmm. And and so when when you look to plan for where you might be going in, later in the summer, you really need to be looking at your route and looking at the restrictions in each state that you might be going through at that time and be prepared to be super flexible because everything can change. You know, one of the toughest questions for me to answer or to be a part of the conversation right now when I see it come up in our Facebook group is when someone asks, I'm traveling from point A to point B this summer, and usually they're talking later in the year, what's the best route? And I really shy away from answering those right now or giving suggestions because I don't want to send somebody through a route that could potentially derail their camping or their their trip planning because what the states want to do and how they want to do it is changing every single day. And let me tell you, every every person, every RV that comes into this campground right now, if they're parking next to somebody, those people want to know where they've been, what they've yeah. been doing, where they've come from, have they been social distancing? Have they been interacting with people? And they're not rude about it. Like right. the campers aren't rude about it, but, but that they're is definitely about happening. It. And, you know, they're going up and, you know, we have seen it and we have known people who have done it and they just go up and they politely ask and they welcome them, but, you know, they keep their distance and then they want a little bit of information and, you know, you can share it or not. That's, you know, your choice, but people are still really, really curious, like where you're coming from and, or how long you've been in one place and, so it's, you know, it's not fun right now, I feel like, as a full-timer to move. I, I know, like, Arkansas has opened up their state parks entirely for camping, at least to Arkansas residents. And those campgrounds are 100% full right now. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, they were totally full. Now, we had and, some friends that just drove through New Mexico. Um, they're trying to make it back to um, some family. And they were saying that at least through the sections of New Mexico that they were driving through, every campground that they saw or could see from the highway, they were seeing, or from their route, they were seeing every other camp spot was full. Every other campsite was full. Yeah. So it did seem like in New Mexico, they're still kind of operating under that 50, 25% capacity rule that was passed. Uh, so again, it's state by state. Like we know Arkansas is just open to everybody, but now New Mexico is still saying no, no, no. So we continue to look uh, to our friends at Campendium for the latest in what's closed and what's open and campsites. I, I will say that a lot of state parks are beginning to take reservations. And that's where the tricky thing is for people. They're like, well, reservations are open. I can reserve it, but am I going to be able to travel there? Um, I, you know, I don't know. But I think, again, the, the whole idea right now is if you really want to camp, be flexible, try to do it in your local community as, po- as much as possible, and, and, uh, and have some alternate plans for later in the summer for figuring out what you might want to do, but, you know, try to avoid those populous areas, I think. Because whether we like it or not, we're not done with this yet. No. This is just the beginning, and it's going to be a really long 2020. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back with the answer to last week's brain teaser. (laughs) 
while we're all staying in one place, now is the perfect time to dream about travel and plan that epic future road trip. And Road Trippers Plus is the perfect way to plan your route and find great stops along the way. A Road Trippers Plus subscription allows you to add up to 150 stops ad-free, which means you can build the adventure of a lifetime. Road Trippers Plus subscription is normally $29.99. However, RV Miles listeners can save 20% with coupon code RVMILES917X at checkout. And that is all one word. That's 20% off Road Trippers Plus with code RVMILES917X. You can find the link and coupon code in the show notes at RVMILES.com slash 143. All right, uh, I got I to gotta mention the wind noise here a little bit. I, I apologize again. There's there's a lot of wind in this area and continues apologize. to be. I refuse there's to apologize. There's nothing we can do about it because <laughs> our alternative is to record inside with air conditioner noise uh, because it's just too hot to be doing it without no. the air conditioner. You, no. you really don't want that. That's a, that's a much worse <laughs> noise than a little bit of Mother Nature wind. So yeah. uh, anyway. But we'll we'll, we'll just windy. deal with it. It's Arizona. What do you want? <laughs> All right. Last week's brain teaser went like this. A woman was standing at a table while a man sat on the other side of the table. The man had a drink but had not ordered any food. The woman took something out of her shoe and put it in front of the man at the table. The man looked at it carefully but didn't touch it. The woman then took something else out of the same shoe and put it on her side of the table. But the man did not look at it. The woman then took something else out of her shoe and put it on the table in front of the man, who looked at it but again did not touch it. The woman then pulled a fourth object out of her shoe and put it on her side of the table. This time, the man looked at the object she had just put down and asked her politely to not give him anything else from her shoe. What is going on here? I don't remember this from last week. This is really. Last I think you week. went inside or something. <laughs> I think you were paying, or you were on Facebook or something. This is how much you pay attention. Fair enough. They um, were playing blackjack. I had no idea that it was called a shoe. The woman was the dealer at a casino, and she was pulling cards out of the card shoe. The shoe is what the card holder is called, and the first card is dealt face up to the player. In this case, the man, which is why he looked at it, and then the next card. Uh, if there are no other players, is dealt face down in front of the dealer, which is why he did not bother to look at it, and so on. So there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we want to talk, uh, just kind of have an open discussion here about uh, about what we're thinking about doing here in the future in terms of travel, because. All of that stuff that we were talking about in the first segment applies to us. And and uh, like I said, it's getting hot here. And uh, is that something that we want to continue to deal with? Uh, or do we want to move up in elevation to get somewhere cooler? Lots of questions going through our heads every day trying to figure out what the heck to do. Yeah. So before we dive into the future, I just want to jump back like to the past for a second, like just the last seven days to kind of give everybody an idea just how all over the map we have been. In the last seven days, we have gone from we're leaving on May 15th, we're going to X State Park, to we're leaving on May 15th, let's go up to the Grand Canyon. Oh, no, let's stay. We're not leaving. Now we want to stay through June 15th. Let's stay till June 15th. Then we're going to stay and we're going to go to a state park in Arizona. We're, whatever we do, we're going to treat ourselves as Arizona residents for a while until these 14-day quarantines lift. So we have been all over the map. We have not been able to settle 
on one particular thing. And I think that that speaks to what the last eight weeks have just been like for people in general, just trying to live life. Yeah. Because there's, it's too hard to plan. It's, it's very hard. It's so difficult. And so there is this feeling that whether or not you're stationary, you're working, you're working from home, you're not working, your kids are home, whatever it is, it does feel like every day is just a day. And then tomorrow is going to come, but you can't really plan for tomorrow. Right. And right now, still nothing is open. So yes. there's no, like, going somewhere to visit stuff is is not something that is a worthwhile thought at the moment. Um, but when will stuff open? Like, and, and when will we explore this area that we haven't explored in the eight weeks that we've been here? Yes. So that was my biggest thing. So... For a while, we were in two different schools of thought over the week. Jason was really the one who wanted to kick out of here on May 15th and get going. I've been the one that wants to stick around for another month, even though I know it's going to start getting a little bit hotter, and kind of continue to let the dust settle a little bit. I think in the last week, Jason has kind of joined Team Abby on this thought process a little bit because as we started getting more information from the state we're in, the state of Arizona, about what their reopening plan was, we started to realize that we do have the ability to maybe start seeing a few things safely that we have been sitting here for eight weeks really, really wanting to see trails that we really wanted to go on that have been closed, figuring out how we can experience this area in a new normal. You know, we did our first hike about two weeks ago, our first hike of 2020, but our first hike since shelter in place. And it was a very, very, very positive experience. It was the confidence that we needed in order to feel like we can go out and not be a part of the problem. So I do believe we can do that going forward. It's just whether or not we want to do it here. And a matter of when. Right. Um, So this area, so we're at 3,500 feet Mm -hmm. in elevation-ish in the the Verde Valley of Arizona here. Verde, 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 Verde. Verde. Um, And the number of cases in this area is very, very low. Very low. There have been two deaths and... 75 uh, to 80 diagnosis cases in um, this county. Yeah. So that is is a big plus for not leaving here, first of all. Uh, But, you know, the average temperature right now is over 90. Uh, And we we have booked uh, a monthly rate, which ends... uh, May 15th before another month starts, and we have it reserved through June 15th. So we could leave at May 15th and not pay for the next month and just go. Um, and, and what would we do then? Probably go to a higher elevation not too far from here. Uh, we could go up to Flagstaff, which is at like 5,000 feet, I think, and, and we would drop maybe five degrees or so. And if you look at the weather, the, you know, the average historic weather going forward, June weather in this area averaged 99 degrees. Very, very hot. Um, yes. But Arizona's weird, too. The heat here in the southwest is weird because in the shade, well, it's it is a dry heat. So, so much yeah. different in the shade. And uh, air conditioner is actually pretty well capable of keeping up. Our AC's been and kicking it. We've got a river here. Yes. And if they open the pool up, we've got a pool here. 
On-site laundry. On-site laundry. All kinds of benefits here. And, Full and hookups. And so because one of the things we've talked about, and I just said it a minute ago, treating ourselves for a while like we're Arizona residents because we are really respectful of the fact that there are states surrounding us that we would like to go and visit that don't want us to come right now. They have the 14-day quarantine. It does not make sense for our family to go and sit somewhere for 14 days, keeping kids inside essentially for 14 well, days. Well, you physically can't. That's not something no, that would be possible. No, it's not physically possible. We will lose our minds. And we're not, I mean, we would follow the spirit of the law. We would not. Yes. We would well, not. Well, yeah, because, yeah. I, you know, I want to show our boys that, you know, it's okay. We can do this. and I, But I want them to also not feel like they can bump the request of that state. Yeah. You know, we listen and we hear, especially in the America's National Parks Facebook group, so many people who chime in from the state that has the national park that's closed or the 14-day quarantine, and they keep saying, please don't come here. It's not just their state officials that are saying this. These are the citizens of that state. These are mostly tiny communities that balloon in size over the summer as people come visit national parks and they just don't have the capacity and they don't want so many outsiders moving the virus around the country again i mean what if all those people came here if the, if there was an, a big national park right next to us here that there's no way the number of cases would be as low as it yeah. is if, if everybody tough. came here so it's it's a, it's a big challenge I, it's I, really tough and i mean that's you know that plays a lot into it too just wanting to not go somewhere and feel um, unwelcome and not in a bad way because we've never gone anywhere and not felt a warm sense of community and and loved being there. But we don't want to go somewhere and and you know feel like we're a burden on people. Um, but right. really, it's just we have been so blessed to land where we've landed to be here at Verde Ranch. And uh, you know, to me, unless we have a really solid plan and know where we can go and and have what we feel should, for whatever reason, um, something happen and we get stuck in another state. I don't want to move until I know that I can, you know, keep us protected. I can take care of my kids. And there's not going to be this sense of, like, fear and confusion. And yet at the same time, we're so ready to start moving again and um, do what this is, you know, we set out to do. To me, it really is coming down to the heat issue. That's the thing that concerns me the most. Yeah, and I'm not too concerned about that because, like yeah. you said, we have that river that we can go down to with this crisp, cool water flowing through it, and it's so shady, and we can put hammocks up, and it makes all the difference in the world when you're in the shade. And maybe in the future, we're going to have the pool back again. That's going to make a huge difference as well. I'm not really, really concerned about the heat um, but, you know, you and I have different feelings on heat, too. So, you know, it's I think this whole point of this conversation and to have this open conversation here on the podcast is because I suspect that this is a conversation that a lot of people are having at home right now. A lot of RVers and full timers are happen are having. And sometimes I worry, um, you know, the idea of like, what will people think if we move? Yeah. You yeah, know, that's that's what, always a challenge. Too. And I think a lot of people feel that way, too. And no one wants to come out and admit it because, you know, social pressure is tough. But we also and, I mean, we want to set a, a good example, too. So, oh, of course. I mean, that's you know, but we're setting that good example and we're our example or our decisions are being influenced by what we hear and see around us as well. You know, 
you try to take in as much information as you can. You try to do the best you can. But, you know, even here, we've had situations where we've been making decisions sort of on the fly. Sometimes they're not right. Sometimes no. they're not the right decision. And we end up potentially hurting someone's feelings or upsetting our kids because we're all just trying to figure out how to do this in the moment. Now, I, I want to say here that we we totally recognize that essential travel is a major thing. Like there are a lot of people that have to be traveling. Our friends uh, just left uh, the other day because they had a gray tank leak and they had to go somewhere to get it repaired. There's nowhere they can get it. They couldn't get a mobile here. tech here because of the he's fixing everybody's AC. And it's probably not something that a mobile tech was going to be yeah. able to manage anyway. So, um, and they're, they've tried to get appointments at different uh, dealerships and stuff, but they had to leave because of that. Um, there are many other reasons that people have to travel. There are full-time, I, I would consider us moving to Flagstaff or somewhere like that within a couple hundred miles of here under you know the temperatures to be essential travel. If people Absolutely. are coming up here sure. from Tucson and Phoenix, I, that's totally understandable. It's 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 when you want to be like, oh, I'm going to start heading up to Glacier National Park just in case they open soon. I don't think we're there yet at, at all. But, we, you know, that's one thing that's been crossing our minds, too. Like, this would be a great year, probably, yeah. to go to Yellowstone and Glacier because the crowds are probably going to be lower. So when they open up, it'd be great to be up there. Those states don't have a whole lot of residents, so the virus won't be bad there. So it'd be great to be up there. It'll be cool up there. That's, I mean, that, Is that was selfish. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it feels selfish. I think it's selfish it now. Seems, I think it yeah. won't be selfish at some point. And then there is a there is a graph in between of <laughs> of, of lowering selfishness, and we got to find yeah. where the point on our uh, where we are comfortable with that that is. Yeah, and it's the same as we just you know we're just talking you know June, July, August. But what happens in September, October, November, December? Yeah. You know, what do we start to do there? Do we get some, do we book it back to the Southwest if we don't happen to be in the Southwest because we think we'll have a better chance of sheltering in place this direction? Should we have to do it again? You know, there's so many variables here that I, I mean, I'm not a major planner. And I think anyone who's listened to this podcast knows <laughs> that really a lot of times we just kind of pick up and go well, we can't pick up and go in 2020 that's just not it just it goes this just goes against everything we have been as campers for three years and in a way i sort of feel like um like i'm relearning all of this all over again well i want to bring back something that i mentioned last week as well and that is that it is not like 100 that residents of other states don't want you there because these tourism communities are also torn between whether they want tourists to come in so that their businesses can have some sense of livelihood for this year so they don't they don't you know go bankrupt and all right. that they keep their employees so again it's not right now it's not it it is yes at some point where in on that spectrum is it a good point but there are going to be situations where some of these towns do want tourists and they want your dollars to come in. This whole conversation is just one big gray tank. It is. Okay. I can't make it fresh. I can't make it black. 
it's just great. It's just the bits of everything else kind of tossed into it. I mean, this is like a casserole. Okay. It I is. Just, put I some just, Doritos on top of it and call it a day. No, just, yeah. Just get some potato chips and some cheese on top of this thing and we'll just figure it out. Like, this is tough. And I, I know that everyone has different schools of thought on it. And, you know, one minute we feel really good about something. And then the next day we don't feel good because we hear, you know, we read something or we hear something or our gut just tells us that it's not the right time. And my gut, no matter how much we talk about this, no matter how hot it gets, my gut is just telling me it's not time to move yet. It's not time to go. It's not going to be time to go till June 15th. We want to hear what you think about this. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on our thoughts? We would love to figure this out for us. Can someone put an itinerary together on Road Trippers <laughs> for me and send me the link? <laughs> well, we want to know what you're doing. We want to know what your thoughts are in, in your local community. No shame zone. Mm -mm. Come to the RV Miles Facebook group, and we'll make sure that that whatever your thoughts are on this, that... Um, People will hear you out. That's right. We keep it friendly. We keep it open. And we allow for different schools of thought. You know, RV Miles is not a reflection of just Jason and I's opinions. It's a reflection, we hope, of the RV community, which is built of many opinions and many voices. And everyone can be heard. And we can all do it in a very civil and kind and informative way. Don't be dropping just like I heard's. Share the link where you heard it. Can I share one last thought on this? Oh, please. This, one last thought on this. Please. Because my skin is only burning as we sit out here in the Arizona sun recording this podcast. Shelter in place is probably not going to come back. Americans are not, um, are not happy with this. <laughs> Americans won't tolerate it for long. Well, there's a difference. And Can I just say, though, that there is a difference between not being happy with it, but understanding it. And totally, I know some people aren't totally. happy with it and they don't like it. I'm not happy with it, but I'm ha I'm happy to do it, but if I, that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. But my point here is that this virus is, we're going to get a second wave of it. Yeah, I mean, there, the fall. There is, is There are going to be other viruses in the future. At this point, what we need to do as a society to get some big picture here on everybody is we need to figure out how to interact as a society safely, whether that be social distancing and masks and stuff with everything open up. We need to, restaurants need to pull tables out. Um, you know, theater theaters might need to pull seats out. This there, is the year of the drive-in. Be... I'm telling you, somebody, like, let's bring the drive-in back. Well, there's drive -in a drive-in drive just opened here, but the problem is they won't let you in. They, with a they, 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 no, you have to have your windows up. Oh, so that's hot. Even though they have the vehicles a, a decent amount from each other, you have to have your windows up. I, I, I can't, can't imagine doing that in the Arizona heat with no. the windows up. Well, and at that point, I'd rather watch, and you can't sit in the back of your pickup truck and whatever. I'd rather just watch a movie on TV at that point. Absolutely. I mean, this is drive-ins. I think in Europe, they did essentially like a drive-in concert. This is what's, we have this opportunity to become super cool and creative in the way that we go back to normal life. And, you know, we're pretty, um, we're pretty sturdy stock here in America. And I think that we're going to be able to figure this out yeah. and we're going to get back on the road. Uh, but the Appersons are probably not going to do it till June 15th. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and let me say, I, mean, I want to say that I'm, I'm totally happy with the shelter in place restrictions and all that. I'm just saying. 
as a society, <laughs> Americans in general don't seem like now. they want to put up with this for much longer. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have our fresh tank, black tank. Be right back. RV Miles is sponsored by the Highway Weather app. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did we mention that all of it is included free in the app? But for subscribers, there's also a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the Highway Weather app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It's time to talk about what's in our tanks this week, our fresh tank, black tank segment. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? I don't have a black tank. My black tank is empty this week. That's always a good thing. It's a good thing. What? I've got two fresh tanks, though, or I've just got a fresh tank that's got a bunch of stuff in it. Go for it. What's okay. in your fresh tank? So my first fresh tank item is I was sitting out here this morning. It's Sunday. I was drinking some coffee, and I kind of realized that we've been here long enough now at this particular campground that there are routines that I see every morning, like the woman who comes flying by on her bike and she always rides really, really fast and she rides all around and she goes up and she does this over and over and over. Or that the mornings and the evenings here, it, they get busy. People come out of their, you know, their campers because it's not hot anymore and they're walking their dogs and they're stopping to say hi and it's the same dogs and the same people that come walking by. And it struck me that this is really the first time ever, even when we were living in our sticks and bricks, that there's like a real sort of neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have, um, you know, you were talking about the family that just left the other day, and that's been kind of a big hole down here in the lower loop because that family was actually a family we were quarantining with essentially yeah they, they were here the same time we were and they were kind of the family that our kids were playing with yeah and so for eight weeks now we've had um their company and the company of their kids and we had all arrived about a week week and a half two weeks before the whole shelter in place thing went down and so we made the decision to stay together and they have really sort of eased what would have been just true Boredom. I mean, just what a blessing it was to have them and their kids here and to have that friendship for our kids. But there is really, there's a lot of full-timers down here in the lower loop. There's a lot of full-timers up in the upper loop. And they've been here. We've all been here. And I was struck by it. Like, I get a little emotional because we've never really had, like, physical sort of community. It, it um... Reminds me a lot of Chicago theater and mm -hmm. that community. That was our community when we were in Chicago. Those were our people. That was the routine we knew and what we saw. And I don't know. I was just struck by it this morning. As that woman was by on her bike. And I thought, oh, there's that woman again. She's on her morning bike ride. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's, there's something good that has come out of all of this, I think, for us. And that was the opportunity to make some connections and have some conversations 
with people that we haven't been able to do in a while. Awesome. So that gets my fresh tank. Um, my other fresh tank is a total switch, but I have to do it because as all of you know, tomorrow is Jason's favorite holiday of the entire year. It's May 4th, or no, as we like to call no. May the 4th this be with you. This is not a you. real holiday. I don't, I, um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Do not listen to her. I do not understand why we have made a holiday out of something because it sounds like May the Force. So it's May the Fourth. Yes. What does that? How does that make any sense whatsoever? So much. Okay. Sure. I mean, you are such. You're like the Scrooge of the Star Wars holiday. It's not a holiday. You are the Darth Vader of May the 4th be with you. So tomorrow, Monday, is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. It is the day that Disney Plus is releasing an eight-series documentary on the making of The Mandalorian of the first season. Now, I am fresh-tanking this without even needing to see it. Okay, I don't <laughs> need to see You tend to do it. that. You jump I, the yeah, gun. And I'm always right. Okay, I got a pulse on I, pop I culture. I am very excited about this because if you haven't been geeks like us and watching the mandalorian actually the way they're filming it is spectacular pretty incredible instead of like everything being in front of a green screen they actually have projected everything on the set and are yes. filming it that way so when we were talking about this because yeah. uh, i said to you as an actor i'm i'm watching this and my heart is exploding because i'm thinking to myself what an incredible thing to be able to do as an actor to stand on this soundstage and have the world projected around you yeah. and just to feel you don't have to imagine what it looks like you can see it and what that must do for you no wonder mando like emotes <sighs> without even needing to and see his face. I don't want to make it sound simplistic either. Like when the camera moves, the background moves with Incredible. it. The perspective changes everything they've built this. Um, it's like they've put you inside a video game and you're wearing those 3D goggles, but you're not wearing them. So I just, I think the documentary is going to be really great and um, I'm excited for it. So I'm just going to fresh tank it before we even need to see it. They're going to bring it out, drop it weekly. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a slow roll, but it'll be something exciting to look forward to as we celebrate. May the 4th be with you. All right, Jay, what is your black tank this week? Uh, as Disney World is closed, along with lots of other places like it, on April 30th, a man was caught camping in Disney World on not only just camping like in Disney World he was camping on Discovery Island which is this island in the if you don't know Disney World like there's this giant lake that the parks kind of surround in a, in a bit of a way um, and there's an island in the middle of it there's a few islands and one of those islands is called Discovery Island or was called Discovery Island and they used to have a lot of animal exhibits there and they take you across on a boat and you see all these animal exhibits on on uh Discovery Island, and it's been closed for, for years and years and years. Um, and they found somebody camping out in the middle of this island in Disney World. Amazing. Which blows my mind. And so How this, did they get there? I, well, a boat, I, I guess. But this got me going down a rabbit hole of people sneaking into certain places at Disney World. And if you go on YouTube, you can find, like, there are, there are instances of people that I can't remember what the name of... Disney used to have a, a, a water park that was in sort of the lake. I think it was oh, River River Country or something yeah, like that. It was something River Country. Like that. So there have been there have been instances of people sneaking into that and taking cameras <laughs> in and seeing what it's like now. Amazing. Um, but uh, it's 
I I almost almost I, didn't black tank this because you almost have to applaud somebody. I mean, that goes do. in camps in the middle of Disney World. I, it takes a lot of um, <laughs> takes a lot of something. A lot, a lot of chutzpah. <laughs> there you go. All right, what is your fresh tank? Uh, we so we were walking through the um, the park the other day here and oogling at all the different RVs, and we came across one we hadn't seen before. From a company called Aluminum Toy Haulers, they their name is what they are, yeah, uh, or they go by ATC as well. Uh, but it, it's a it's a beautiful rig up there, and I you know got me diving into their website a little bit and learning about what they do. And they make toy haulers out of aluminum. Everything is aluminum or metallic. Like the inside, they've got metallic backsplashes and stuff. Like it's everything is is aluminum on there. So they're lightweight because of all the aluminum they're sturdy because it's all metal and they're able to put like an automotive finish on the outside they're beautiful trailers and you know one of those things that people talk about a lot about the quality in the industry and um, of the different manufacturers and they go to these dealers and they only buy from what's on the lot there are a lot of smaller companies like aluminum toy haulers out there that are building um only you know uh, uh, maybe a hundred rigs a year maybe less uh, maybe much less maybe they're building one a month that are building real high-end quality units um, that are gonna last you a, a long time now you're gonna pay a premium for them uh, but but there are lots out there you know the the tiny home construction uh, boom uh, is really not the beginning of this the beginning of the that those sort of custom or small batch trailers as 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 many years ago it's been going on for a long time so check out uh aluminum toy haulers i will link to them in the show notes because they're they're an, they're also an awesome way for somebody with not a beast of a truck to be able to tow around a toy hauler that has their toy in it uh, I also appreciate the lack of swoops and swirls. Yes, absolutely. It was is just that, a solid color. Now, now some of theirs on their website have swoops and Are swirls. Are swoops and swirls? But theirs is a, that is a solid white trailer, which looks yes. gorgeous. Looks real, yeah. real nice. All right. Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser. Let's. How about? How about? What flies when it's on, but floats coming off? That's it. Short one this week. Ooh, short one. (laughs) We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. We sure will. And we just want to thank you all for joining us again this week. If you have any questions for Jason and I, you can find us at editor at rvmiles.com or we are all across social media. RV Miles is on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter sometimes. If you would like to join the RV Miles Facebook group, we would love to have you. And we want to remind you as well that we produce two other podcasts during the week, and that is America's National Parks and See America. Both have brand new episodes out for you to listen now and to enjoy for free. If you shop on Amazon and you want to help RV Miles out, that would be awesome. RV Miles has an affiliate link. It costs you nothing to use our link. We just get a kickback from Amazon on everything you buy. You can find information about that in this week's show notes, rvmiles.com slash 143, or come over to the RV Miles Facebook group, look for that announcement link, 
click on it. The information is there. Until next week, we hope you all stay happy, healthy, safe, and keep enjoying the RV life. It's going to come back, we promise. But until then, keep logging those at-home RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.